0: Gentlemen, Gentleman. let's broaden, broaden our minds. minds. Who has a mixtape?
1: Who needs a mixtape? Who makes a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape? Mix you do, do. Battery Tucker! Don't you want to listen to our mixtape? Where's the Huh. welcome, 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 welcome. And don't you want to listen
2: to Enjoy your welcome everyone to a very special edition of the mixtape I'm joined by good friend co-host and the man least feared with the long ass beard twisted kid Matt yeah
1: that, that's <laughs> me guys. <laughs> People are afraid of the beard. I said the man least feared with a long-ass beard. <laughs> the, I just want... <laughs> well, they fear the beard, just not the He's man not behind the it. Not the man behind the beard. Yeah. Matt, how the yeah. hell are you? I'm all right. I'm doing okay.
2: <laughs> a little frustrated. We yeah. were pre, uh, pre-show pre roll. We were trying out some new shit in the background, and we we're over here going through what we always go through. And uh, we're always trying to work out the glitches and everything so that you guys don't have to hear them and trying out some new programs and stuff so I know he's a little frustrated because shit just doesn't ever go the way we want it to but hey we're here and we're happy and Maddie just got himself a 3D printer which is very exciting oh yeah and I will I suspect we'll be hearing uh, about all the awesomeness geeky goodness he will create uh, Casey and I are already telling him all the stuff we wanted.
1: <laughs> so. Yeah, I've got like thirty projects already down the that's down the cool. pipeline. Just haven't started any of them yet.
2: If any of you out there are big in the three D printing world and you have some advice or tips or tricks for Matt, yes, he'd probably love to hear them.
1: It's going to be don't have a three D printer, <laughs> you're going to be building dumb shit all the time.
2: Well, that's what that's the best part. That's what we want to oh, yeah. do. We want to build build the dumb shit all the time. Yeah. Uh, so Making action figures of ourselves, <laughs> but I'm going to make my thin and buff. <laughs> yeah. Just like uh, super ripped and yeah. tall. And- <laughs> yeah. Tall. Fuck you. Nut <laughs> not short like you are motherfucker. Uh, so man, I had a few minutes to sit down and chat with guitarist, uh, Neely Broche, and I don't really know what to say except that Neely is amazing. Uh, um, yeah. there are links to check her out in the show notes Obviously with this, there will be a link on the website as well. But wow, um, not just as a performer, but actually getting to speak with her was, 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 was wow. We'll kind of talk a little bit about her for a few minutes before we get into all the you know the actual interview with her. Uh, I also want to talk a little bit about these little uh, special one-off kind of things we're going to be doing. We're gonna be doing more of these, I think, in the future. Matt and I really, we kind of discussed the fact that we want to uh, talk to up-and-coming artists and and share stuff that isn't just 80s and 90s related, so we want to give it to you like this. You know, we think it's cool. Hopefully, you guys, uh, you know, we really want to encourage everyone to listen to these and and share. Listen and share these bonus episodes. Yes, Um, definitely. Well, we want the artists to receive recognition for how hard they're out there pushing uh, and and all the crap they're out there doing and all the stuff they're creating for us, we really want that to to be showcased a little bit. Um, so Neely is awesome. Uh, she has performed with Death Clock, Steve Vai, Cirque du Soleil. Right now or recently, was playing with Danny freaking Elfman. I mean, I don't really know <laughs> what you can say besides how awesome that is. Yeah, um, and we get we talked to her about that. We talked to her about all of that. We talked to her about. Working with Danny, we we talked to her about Cirque du Soleil. We talked to her about Death Clock and and uh, all the stuff she's up to recently and her new releases and everything. And I know we say this shit all the time, but she was fun as hell to talk to. And that's why oh, yeah. I, I, that's why I hope everybody's listening to these because like I feel like if we have fun doing them, people will have fun listening. And Neely was awesome. Um, she is going out on tour. Uh, with Death Clock and who else, man? You got to help Baby me, metal. Baby Metal. Baby um, Metal, and I know they're going to be around here uh, in Louisville, I think, and a, about a bazillion other places. So, yeah. like I said, I they said it
1: was the Louder Than Life festival.
2: Louder Than Life is where they're going to be playing here. Yeah, I don't know if that's the case with all of them, uh, yeah. but they we'll, will we'll
1: put a link to her uh, tour dates yeah. up in the show notes. For uh, us.
2: Her website and everything will be linked, and you should be able to go there and see all of her tour dates. So. It was awesome. I really enjoyed speaking with her. Um, yeah, if you could please take thirty seconds or so—like seriously—the thirty seconds or so that it actually takes to open the podcatcher you are currently listening through, and like maybe like leave a little review for the show. It takes no time. You only have to do it once. You don't have to do it like five hundred times, unless you want to go to every podcatcher and do it, which was fine with us. Yeah. You could do that too. Uh, but you do it once, and it actually does amazing things for the show, and it w- it would make us very happy. Yeah, we'd be very pleased. And then when guys, when we get people on the show like this, you know, we know we got more listeners that are sh- that you know get to hear them, and that allows us to do more stuff like talk to more people, and that allows us to do more stuff like more contests, shit like that. So, please, yeah. if you got a second, do that, Matt. Is there anything yes. you want to say about Neely before we get into the uh, interview itself?
1: Uh, yeah, I'll give you the little BuzzFeed clickbait portion, which is uh, stay tuned for her three questions that she answered for one of the greatest answers ever. She has a really good answer. So, really yeah. good
2: answer. And if you, know, if you listen to our interviews, you know the three questions we typically ask, so you know what he's hinting at. Uh, hers is great it's probably one of the best ones we've we've heard so there you go we're gonna go ahead and drop our social media stuff in right here uh and then we're gonna play that interview for you then we'll come back for a few minutes and talk about it and then we'll let you go for today but not for good because we're coming back we're coming back and uh, you better be listening because we want to hear from you all right here you go
3: if you are a fan of the mixtape podcast then you need to follow us on the social medias. And if you aren't a fan, well, then you should start listening. Become a fan, then follow us on the social medias. Here is how you would go about that. The easiest way to find us is by heading to themixtapepod.com and scanning the link tree. Or you can follow the direct links to each one. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. We are on all of them. And you really should follow us because we interact with our listeners. We ask you guys to send your mixtape suggestions. We tease upcoming guests and events and a bunch more. Also, we have a voicemail line. You can call, sing us a song, leave us a message, tell us your thoughts for the show, whatever you want. That number is 513 437 Two, three, seven, seven, or five, one, three. He rad seventy-seven. There it is. All the social media stuff you should know. And like always, remember to stay awesome.
2: Hello. How's it going? Good. How's it going today?
0: Good. How about yourself?
2: Not too Good. bad. Uh, just to kind of let you know, I'm Jason, and the other voice you hear there is Matt. Nice no. to
0: meet you guys. We like nice to uh,
2: we don't we like to let everybody know cuz we realized early on we might be confusing people. <laughs> so. Oh no, no, I'm
0: good. I I see your names and stuff
2: so. good. <laughs> Well, good. Um we'll try not to take too much of your time today cuz I know uh but from what I hear you have a really busy schedule right now so.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: But I guess that's probably a good thing. So, yes,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, good problems to have for sure. For yeah. Sure. Um, well, we kind of we'll, we we like to ease people in. Uh, we like to uh-huh. talk about uh, early days, and one of the things we really like to hit on is where like where you got your start, when you knew you wanted to be a musician, and some of your uh, earlier influences. We've heard some uh-huh. interesting answers to that, so. Don't be surprised yeah. if you tell us something and you're like, "Well, this might sound weird." Uh, we probably got yeah.
1: weirder. <laughs> like, and if yeah. we if we start laughing about halfway through, it's yeah, it's because we've heard a weirder We've heard answer. weirder. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, it's all, it's all good. I mean, I, I don't think my answer is really all that weird. Uh, but uh, you know, I I always loved music. Uh, I come from a family where I'm the youngest of four, and I'm the only girl. And I grew up around a lot of. Uh, music from generations that were, that had preceded me, let's say, you know, and uh, one of my brothers, Ethan, um, was a guitar player even while I was growing up. And I thought he was cool. And that was cool. And I just wanted to be like him. And it kind of really made sense with the love of music that I already had. Um, And then when I, through him, also discovered Nuno Betancourt and Extreme and that whole thing, that kind of took me the rest of the way to you know really wanting to play electric guitar versus just you know learning some nylon string stuff because they say lessons are good for you when you're a kid you know (laughs) um so that really started my my love affair in guitar music let's say um and then in early high school I think is when I really started getting serious about truly practicing and wanting to maybe do this as as a real thing
2: How's that working out for you? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm very, 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 uh, very grateful. Uh, so
2: you said your brother. You used to think your brother was cool. Does he think you're cool now? I don't know. You'll have to ask
1: him that. <laughs> hey, we'll we'll talk to him. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah,
1: you should. So, uh, yeah, over the years, you've been able to work with some really amazing people. Um, can you talk about some of those experiences? Like, sure. I mean, like just for one. Danny Elfman at Coachella 2022 and at the Hollywood Bowl. That right there, full disclosure, big Danny Elfman fan. (laughs) No, um, it's all
0: all good. You're you're preaching to the choir here. And, (laughs) and, you know, definitely I, I couldn't pick. I mean, just as career highlights already, I could have never imagined this. But then to be doing it with somebody like that is even more incredible. You know, like it's such a big team, but such a great team. And to just like put that all together, together has just been like the, the most special part of
2: it. Matt and I both I mean we both grew up in, you know, round music and in musical families. So yeah. from the world I live in, I mean and for guitarists alike, I mean Ingve Malmsteen. <laughs> like that's yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's exactly. pretty freaking cool. <laughs> so I mean yeah. yeah, you have a you have a pretty good pedigree behind people that you have worked with at this point. So
0: I mean, you know, to be fair, I never really worked with Ingve directly or anything. I I was Part of my brother's Harry, we go back to him again, right? Um, so it was his band, and he was opening uh, on an Ingve tour. Right. That was a decade ago now, um, and I just kind of was like, you know, along for the ride, and and just uh, you know, I just hung out.
2: <laughs> yeah, but much. I mean, he, you know, he's got to be like. The fact that you guys were opening for him, I'm sure he's like, yeah, these guys are good. That's why we're going to let them open. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: uh, I would hope so.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty cool, I mean, it's a pretty cool thought. I, You know, growing up, like I said, around guitarists my whole life, there are certain names I just always heard. and right. uh for sure. Yeah, and that was one of them. And I'm like, oh, my
1: God, this is cool. Yeah. Like, these are people yeah. like you know i'll probably never get to meet so it's pretty cool it's pretty cool
0: <laughs> yeah i,
1: I was yeah. definitely thumbing through guitar world magazine for many many years and just going like ooh, i gotta <laughs> learn how to play like these guys and uh, i never <laughs> and <you> did it <laughs> ever did no oh, yeah yeah sure i did i totally did um, um yeah no i didn't <laughs> yeah so how did getting to work with cirque de soleil come about and how, did, how does that compare to going on tour for a standard musician
0: uh, well, standard. So, yeah, yeah standard. no, I got you. Uh, I, I, um, I know
1: who you've worked with. It, 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 I don't think but, there's anything standard about those two. No, no, tours, no, I, no. I,
0: I get it. I mean, it, it's definitely, it's a different gig in a different world. And I think even within the world of those types of shows, I think that particular, the show that I'm in, and I'll, you know, elaborate, but um, it's already, that role is different than the, the standard, if you will, role at a circus <laughs> show. Um, you know, because a lot of times, um, there's a whole pit band, sometimes they're wearing makeup and they're seen on stage, but, um, not always. And it's not, they're not always characters. So what's different about the show that I'm in, which is their Michael Jackson show, it's a president show in Vegas. So that's, you know, pretty much, I think it's probably because it would be very difficult. Like it has to live in a certain theater to make sense. Like just the production stuff and there's a hologram, there's all this kind of stuff that I think would just be like I think about and you know, or just the fact that the guitar that I use shoots fire. Like that's very difficult <laughs> that's to do awesome. on tour. You know, that's much more difficult to do on tour, I should say, than to uh when you're when you live in a certain building and the fire marshal and everybody's in cahoots with it already, you're good to go. <laughs> yeah. But you know, so it's it's stuff like that. But um but then again the role itself, because it's the Michael Jackson show uh it's mostly the track, and then I, myself, and a female vocalist, um, were the only live musicians in that show, wow. and we're both characters in the show. So it's—I I don't want to say more about the showmanship, but a lot of it is, you know, learning how to interact with the other characters and the performative aspect of it is such a big. For me, it was like a big step up at that point. You know, learning how to play that stuff that's very. Tricky and having to honor Jennifer Batten and the whole heritage of that stuff and selling it and then really performing and interact and being a character interacting with other characters. The, the saving grace of it is that I started as a full time and the show is so repetitive and get to do it. (laughs) You get to do it 10 times a week, every week. So you kind of build that muscle memory over time (laughs) gets to the point where it does feel autopilot. Yeah. So, you know, you you gain you you gain some for for the amount of work that you do.
2: Sure, yeah, makes sense. So I know Matt kind of asked you uh, about you know working with Danny Elfman and doing Coachella. For people like us who are uh midwest, I guess <laughs> what, I don't know would you call me Midwest, man? I don't even know, but somewhere <laughs> over there, what is like we, Cincinnati midwest yeah, yeah we hear we hear Coachella, you know, but mm-hmm. I've never been to Coachella. What is that experience like just being up there on uh, on stage at Coachella?
0: it was I mean you know when you're in when you're doing an outdoor gig, it's hard to it always looks like a sea of people and you can't really tell. Like <laughs> I can't tell, like I can't gauge numbers past a certain point or really even below a certain point. So it just it, at Coachella you look out and you're like, okay, I can't see where the people stop like my eye can't oh, really like and i mean it was dark and my eyes are not that great so t- take that <laughs> all with a grain of salt but it was just that type of situation where you look out and you're just like yeah i don't know where the people stop and this is it's such a beautiful location and you have the uh, ferris wheel in the in the distance to, to overlook while you're on stage and it's it's beautiful um it was also really chaotic just to because <laughs> it's Coachella. (laughs) And like, even just as not a concert goer, having to figure out how to get to where you're going or get your gear where you're going. And again, like that usually is done as a group. I just, I had a certain situation where I was trying to get my own gear in there and in a day where I shouldn't have done that. And it just like made it logistically like just ridiculous. And, you know, you (laughs) learn what not to do at a festival that size, but just like the chaotic everything and the heat of the day and the amount of people. Like, I think it was really hard for me after COVID. Like I was already not doing so great with crowds, but that was just, it was like, you know, I kind of really had to keep it together just to get to the point where like, okay, when you go out on stage, that part you've done before. (laughs) It was everything else about that day that felt difficult to me. So
2: we've never really asked anything like this. Never. I've never really thought about it till, you know, what you just said, but Mm -hmm. I, I'm sure that there are a lot of performers who get up and probably have that that little bit of stage fright. You know, I I have no problem speaking to people. Matt and I both are very much outgoing people. Uh, we we never meet strangers, um, but every once in a while, I've been in a situation where, you know, even I feel the, a little bit of the butterflies. Do you do you get that? And is there a certain point where it just like where it just breaks and you just don't feel it anymore? Where you just sort of fall into the rhythm of what you're doing up there or is it just something you're used to at this point?
0: Uh It's a little bit of both. I mean, I definitely still get butterflies and I like to think if, when I get them, it's usually because I care, you know, so I do still care enough to get them at least. Um But you do get desensitized to it to a certain point. Yeah. And for me, once the show starts and you've kind of settled into the environment and the room, so to speak, and you can see how much you can see or how little you can see in front of you. And you've kind of like interacted with the people that you can, like, you know, you've familiarized yourself with the situation and like, that kind of makes it dissipate for me. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's all like the familiarity. I, I find it harder to get butterflies at Sark just because it's such a, repetitive thing and it's in its own home and like every audience seems like this i mean it's they're not the same right but like it just it almost feels like the same even if they're not as loud as the night before or whatever so it's just it's harder with that because it's so (laughs) conveyor belt's gonna sound bad but just in the (laughs) sense that it's just very repetitive so
2: Yeah, I get it. I mean, that that makes perfect sense to me. I I could see that. I'm sure there are nights where you guys put little spins on things, but I'm sure it gets very much, this is, you know, we're playing by the numbers. We have this set at this time. Like there's probably not a whole lot of, um, uh, switching things up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So that makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense.
1: You've been working with Ibanez for over a decade and Mm -hmm. that's, that's kind of saying something like we like to ask about guitars, primarily myself. I'm, you know, uh, a failed guitar player, as I like to call it. <laughs> um, so we like to ask about guitars and specific ones that musicians like, and mm-hmm. we, you know, we know. I, I'll, I'll admit, I've seen a bit of your collection through uh, social media, including one that oh, spits yeah. fire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Oh uh,
0: yeah, that's not an ibanez, but yeah, that, yeah, Yeah, and I don't own that guitar, by the way, or the pyro aspects of it. Yeah,
1: I, I had, I had a question about that one. We'll, we'll. Pulled off on that <laughs> one a little <laughs> bit later on, yeah. Uh, mainly like who designed it, but uh, in in general, like of your collection, you know, do you have a favorite one? I I saw that you recently got uh, a new YBNES. Yeah, like.
0: so I guess my newest one, which is the the custom L- LA Custom Shop guitar that I designed to specs and stuff. It's hard not to be partial to that, uh, and to the Genesis Collection 550 with the yellow pickups that everybody sees me with as well i think those are yeah. pretty clearly my two favorites at the moment
1: cool it was a Is trick that question the one that's in the the video for lavender mountain
0: yeah yeah
1: it was
2: a trick question we we really wanted you to talk about that guitar for a second <laughs> <So it's
0: fun.
2: laughs> there you go all good <laughs> matt you wanted to ask her about the uh about the guitar that spits fire.
1: Yeah, so I was I was curious who designed that. Like, what is it? A specific brand or what? What luthier made that? So it's
0: a uh, it's it was built by a luthier named Jim Poisson. I think that's how he pronounces it. I've actually never met him. I was just told that he had built those guitars for the show. He's a local luthier, and the whole point with Sark is that they don't want to. You know, they're not going to associate with a particular guitar company or. Mm another brand basically. So they wanted it to be a custom brand list made specifically for the show. And so I don't know exactly who over there or whose job title it would have taken to design it or come up with the specs because I've often asked myself how exactly they arrived at, maybe not necessarily the design, but how do you, who gets to be like, okay, it should be, it's mahogany body guitars, you know, and they're already kind of big, Hefty guitars, so like I'm always say, it wondering. Looks like,
1: very uh, unwieldy. <laughs> yeah, it's not light,
0: right? And so yeah. I'm, I'm always just kind of like, I just, I don't know who made those decisions. I, I really wonder about those things because, yeah. you know, I don't know if it's the person who built it. You know, he probably yeah. just built it to somebody else's ideas, and so.
1: Yeah, man. You know, you I don't ended a drawing and like may I make this real. I'm like, okay.
0: Yeah, I think it's that. <laughs> that was the type because I've seen the drawings. You know, because the, they they have some of the drawings from like the history of the show just as as art around the theater oh that's cool it looks really cool yeah that's
2: really cool cool. uh matt mentioned lavender mountain i know you have um you've released a couple of new songs uh lavender mountain song for hope um can you tell us a little bit about these songs and what inspired these songs and what has the response been so far
0: Sure. Um, so the funny thing was that they were both pretty early pandemic tunes. They were written, or I should say, the I heard the melodies in my head early on in the pandemic, which kind of surprises me now coming back full circle at how hopeful and uplifting they kind of ended up sounding, yeah. having come to me at the darkest <laughs> possible time. So I, I think with everything having wrapped up now, maybe that was... how how it was meant to happen, you know, it's like, oh, okay, now we're at the point where we can appreciate these vibes versus what we were dealing with at the time. So I guess the need for for that hope and uh, something to hold on to somehow got that percolating.
1: Well, I will tell you uh, just on a, a personal note uh, lavender mountain the main riff of that song has been stuck in my head before, Oh yay. Uh, uh, since we, we booked this interview oh um, great that's
0: the best thing you could ever say to me
1: <laughs> oh, you're welcome i thoroughly enjoyed it um Thank we you. were uh, <laughs> we were we were sent your press package and everything and uh-huh. and you know so we get to check out the music right So, I, you know, I listened to it over and over again for a couple of days, and I was like, man, this is catchy. (laughs) Yeah, so, thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, the video is really cool, too. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I really did. Is that the, like, the Salt Flats or something? It's probably right outside of Vegas, isn't it?
0: (laughs) Yeah, pretty much.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's cool.
2: Yeah, it was Um, cool. I will tell you, when... um, I, I reached out to Matt and told him we were going to be talking to you. Got very excited very fast. Yeah. <laughs>
3: so,
1: so you guys, th- you know, this is another like a uh, full disclosure moment. I follow two minutes to late night.
0: Oh, awesome! Really
1: close. <laughs> so I've seen all the bedroom covers you guys have done. Nice. And uh, I really, really enjoyed um, the dead man's party as oh, Iron Maiden yeah. that you guys did. That was that was pretty awesome. Uh,
0: you know what, that was really funny because that was my first uh, interaction with them, and when Jordan hit me up to do that, I was just about to announce that I had gotten together with Danny, and he didn't know that. Nobody knew that, and he asked me to play Deadman's Party, and I'm like, that, oh, <laughs> wow. interesting that you should ask. I
1: was like, <laughs> now see, as, as an outsider not knowing that story, that's even cooler because... You yeah. know, it's like it's in the video that you work with Danny Elfman, so I'm guessing oh, right. he edited that in later on.
0: And by the well, I was yeah, I, like by the time it was coming out, then like we knew that it was going to be out there or whatever, so he was able to say it. But just for that's me, old. it was just like this person's asking me to do this randomly, having yeah. no idea that I'm about to say this thing. Yeah, and that's... he just you know how prophetic he felt with it, but and we actually did a live show together uh, for two minutes. Oh, okay. uh, back in February we did like a Valentine's Day show in uh,
1: is that the Van Halen thing they do uh, we thinking did of something some else?
0: Van Halen in it but it was basically it was a set of covers uh, we did do the dead men's party uh, in that arrangement and nice. it had a comedy set and it was just kind of like a two minutes type of Valentine's gig it was a lot of fun
2: that's really kind cool yeah. yeah, that's some serendipity right there. That's really cool know, that's stuff. Cool. Yeah, that's
1: yeah. really so cool stuff. In relation to that, I I don't know how much time we have with you, but I I just kind of I'm going off on tangents. Jay loves it when I do. That. <laughs> I do love it when uh, he does it. Yeah, <laughs> couple more minutes. For so you. Yeah, sure. how how did that actually get set up? Like, do you like he said he he reached out to you? Like, how did he come across you, or did you come I, across? I think Ms. he had
0: mentioned that. I mean, I knew about them. He had mentioned. Um, I don't know if it was through gina gleason who was the original okay. muse at my the Cirque show that i do she was the original character and that would
1: make sense and she she's did that in for
0: many years fairness she, now yes fairness yeah okay gotcha. um and that in death clock i guess i think somebody that uh works with them was like oh you should check her out because she does gina's old gig and she plays in death clock and, and i think it was that kind of thing that's uh, really cool because because you know that uh, that dead men's party ended up being a part death clock part.
1: That's right. Yeah. Who there was, was it? yeah
0: has um, a hero. That's how it was. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. You mentioned death clock and I, I really want to hit yeah. before, before we do that. run yeah. out of time that you, you are going out on tour. Uh, yeah. And uh, do you want to talk a little bit about the tour and who's going to be on tour with you?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So death clock is going on tour to promote the, Movie and new death album, new score album, all this stuff that's coming out with the movie, um, and it's with Baby Metal and Jason Richardson is opening, so it's going to be just an amazing package. All across the states, almost two months. It's going to be a lot of fun. Starts at yeah. the end of August. <laughs>
2: it's going to be amazing. It's, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, I know. That, that I just like awesome.
0: I feel like that tour is going to feel like almost a vacation to me because I get to focus on one thing. <laughs> And, and, and that, and I can't do anything else really. I just like, I'm committed to that and I'm there and there's only so much that other people can, (laughs) you know what I mean? So I'm like, it's probably going to feel a lot easier than (laughs) some other things, but.
2: We have a uh, part-time co-host that, that does the show with us from time to time, and I guarantee when he listened to that, because I didn't tell him about this, his mind just went, mm. poof, <laughs> like, Stewie's going to love this tour. So well, a lot of people are really
0: looking forward <laughs> yeah. to this, you
2: know what
0: I mean? Like, it's, it's just been such a long time coming, and, and Brendan getting to finish out the story, tell the story the way that he wants to for this movie. I mean, everybody's yeah. been looking forward to that yeah it's
2: so. gonna it's gonna rock man <laughs> yeah. are you coming to cincinnati yeah. or do you know yet or anywhere near
0: i I'll,
2: give me a minute look so, it.
0: i don't <laughs> remember I, there's something in ohio i can't remember if it was cleveland or cincinnati okay. it we'll, been
2: Cleveland. we'll double know. check and we'll put links uh to the concerts and yeah, everything yeah, up yeah, on the website absolutely. um
0: there's something in that like there's a few things in that region of the country so right. there's got to be some yeah. city that's Mildly
2: close. And look, I'll drive a little bit. It's mm-hmm. all right. Cleveland. <laughs> Cleveland, hey, Ohio. It's... Death clock yeah, with baby metal and Jason Richardson. Hey, Cleveland has the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, so there's just multiple well, reasons there to go it there. Is. <laughs> so. And
1: looking to see if you're flying over Kansas City like with <laughs> Louisville. Oh, that's really close to me. That's that's not too bad. Yeah,
2: you're really close. Yeah.
1: Hey, Maryland, Maryland Heights. I have to I'm not sure how far away that is, but he'll be checking.
2: Um, So Mm -hmm. before we do let you go, we have three weird questions we ask everyone. Oh, yeah. Um, These sort of came about organically. We always tell people it's okay if the answer to two of them are no, uh, that we've we've had yeses, we've had nos, we've had magical stories that (laughs) should not exist. But Matt, do you want to ask her the three questions?
1: Absolutely. Have you ever had any experience meeting David Byrne? And if so, what was the story? No. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough.
0: <laughs> that, that was easy. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, next, and this is kind of related sort of to that, is have you ever met or had any interaction with Weird Al Yankovic? No. No. We need yeah, to make that funny. happen, too, just <laughs> for you. It needs to happen.
0: All right, here we go.
1: All right, number three. If you, and trust me, this is, this is the weird one that everybody, okay. If you were a Muppet, which Muppet would you be and why?
0: Oh, that's a good one.
1: Side note, while you're thinking, it doesn't have <laughs> to be I, just one. Yeah, if yeah you, that's what if, I was going to say. We've if had a couple two, mixed, two. mixed, yeah. Yes.
0: Okay, so I think it would be a mix of animal <laughs> and the two old dudes that are upset <laughs> on the balcony.
2: <back> <laughs> Stadford and uh, Wald, Waldorf. Statford and, and Waldorf. Yeah, yep. that's great. <laughs> that is yeah. amazing. It's so good.
0: <laughs> I feel like I can let loose on stage, but... When I get older, I might totally become that get off my stoop kind of <laughs> old lady.
2: That's a great. <laughs> so I can
0: totally
1: see that. <laughs> great answer. Um, yeah. You know, we we're, started- we're going to be documenting all of these because <laughs> everybody that's listed that has had a different answer. And awesome. we've noticed a, a trend that usually, like, singers and frontmen go with, like, Big Bird or Kermit. Really? Or Kermit. Yeah. We yeah. A lot of- <laughs> and then. Drummers usually say first animal. Animal, right. yeah. Right. Man, who, you're you're the first Stadford and Waldorf,
2: though. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I
0: mean, and I'm not. Yeah. It's not like I'm angry and negative all the time or anything like that. But like you know, every once in a
1: while, when yeah, you can see yourself really, going down that you, path.
0: Though. You can totally just be like, you know what? When something really grinds my gears, I'm. Gonna,
2: <laughs> <laughs> but they're, listen, their sarcasm is some of the funniest stuff. That's best. You know. yes, yes. um, and
1: <laughs> for the record, I love that you paused and went, I. I before you even said it, I could tell. I was like, I think she's getting ready to ask if it can, if it has to be <laughs> yeah, just one. Yeah. So, but yeah, we we usually bring that up after somebody answers the question. They're like, Oh, okay, cool. So uh, that's why I was like, Hang on a second, let me just yeah. you know throw this in there. I but but we found that most everybody is a combination yeah, of two. We've gotten some really fun ones. So yeah, and if, like ooh it. ooh, I'll I'll add into this one. Okay, Jay, I think you might know where I am going with this. Is still Muppet. Still Muppet territory. Okay. Somebody you work with.
0: Uh huh. Oh.
1: <laughs> what do you think Danny Elfman would oh be God, if know. he was a Muppet? Uh, Who'd just think? put her right on the spot,
2: I man? Think he would yeah, be, go for I it. I
0: think he would have to be a new Muppet.
2: He'd, be his, he, he'd, he'd be his He'd do his own Muppet. thing. Okay. Yes, that makes sense. And now they need a Danny someone. Elfman Muppet. Like that I would be know, the coolest really thing ever. Don't you
0: really need one? You so need one. Like, that, that would be the big. yes. Be that really would be the coolest do. thing
2: ever. Yeah. Um,
0: that would be a cool ass Muppet.
2: <laughs> um, well, before we do let you go, and again, really thank you for coming on. Like it oh, you're awesome that. to talk to. We can't wait to to see you play. um do you want to take just a couple of minutes to let the listeners know where they can find out more information, where they can follow the tour, uh, find out a little bit more about you, and perhaps uh, check out the video?
0: Sure. So if you go to neelybrosh.com, which is N-I-L-I-B-R-O-S-H, that has pretty much all the things you've mentioned and pretty easy access <laughs> right all on the front page, including <laughs> the Lavender Mountains video and links to everything uh, I'm on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube, uh, YouTube and Instagram are just at Neely Brosh. And then on Facebook, it's Neely Brosh music. That's pretty much it.
1: Yeah. Good. Deal. I got to we- shout out your, uh, your YouTube, uh, screen name on there is pretty great. Neely wafer. Does it, does
0: it, oh, does it still say that? Wow. That's <laughs> yeah. crazy. I,
1: I had changed. At least at it does Brosh. on the, at least it does on the, the, um, two minutes to the late night video.
0: Oh, well, that's fair. It's good to know that that link still works because I <laughs> changed it to nearly brush so many years ago and apparently it still comes up and I don't mind it at all. Believe yeah, me.
2: it's extra. It's all good. <laughs> it's I just great. wanted to
0: make sure I have the same handles for everything so people can <laughs> find me. But I'm glad it's still out there and that uh, it's catching people's eye every once
1: in a while. Yeah. It just, it stood out. We'll, <laughs> I was like, Oh, that's great.
2: <laughs> we will, uh, we'll definitely add the links and stuff in the show notes yeah. as well. Awesome. So people can go that route too. Oh, uh, we, thank you. Seriously. You were a ton of fun to talk to. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs>
0: Likewise. We,
2: we really appreciate yeah. the time. Um, I know you're busy, so we're going to let you go. But awesome. uh, feel free to reach out if you guys have anything down the road you'd like to
1: promote. We'd, we
2: we yeah, definitely absolutely.
1: would. Uh, we'll definitely kind of share. Run into David Byrne or Weird Al? <laughs> Let us
2: know. <laughs> Let us know. Yeah,
3: absolutely. Yeah. Hey guys, this is Sony Soul, and you're listening to the mixtape. Woo <laughs> woo.
2: <laughs> so there you have it, Neely Broche or Neely Wafer. As she goes by, sometimes, <laughs> which I think is kind of brilliant. Anyway,
1: I like that she didn't realize that that was her still still her website. <laughs> like, that's still my
2: that's still on my. Well, it was her YouTube, right? It was her YouTube. She's like, that's yeah. still my YouTube. Her YouTube and is apparently. Like, uh, which yeah. she was like, "I'm glad, that's cool." Uh, yeah. Ton of fun. I'm so glad we had the chance to talk to her. Um, it is fun for me to get to discover new up and coming artists that I might not have known about otherwise, and uh, hopefully, we're doing the same for you guys out there, and hopefully, you guys enjoyed it as much as we
1: enjoy talking to her yeah she's, she's great and i mentioned it in the interview and uh go check out her work that she did with the two minutes to late night guys uh just some really cool covers and apparently that's where they announced that she was going to be working with danny elfman by just putting it in her description on the website which is cool so
2: yeah yeah and how cool is that i mean just i i want to meet danny elfman danny <laughs> Just come on the show. Come on over. Yeah. Uh, anytime. Yeah. You can literally call door,
1: us. The door is open
2: for you. We'll always Remember. open. He seems like he might be one of the most interesting people on the planet. And what's really cool about it is he never seems unhappy. I've seen him in interviews. I've seen him, quote, unquote, pissed off. And he still seems happy and nice. It's weird. Yeah. And he seems like he thoroughly. It's a en- unsettling. a yeah. unsettling. It is. But <laughs> it seems like he thoroughly enjoys his life. And, like, every aspect of it and everything he gets to do. And when you take a guy that started off in Oingo Boingo, I'm sorry, started off in the Mystic Knights of the Oingo Mystic Boingo. And yeah. And then, of course, Oingo Boingo and had this kind of you know, somewhat big career in the 80s. And then he's like, hey, you know, Tim Burton comes up, hey, like, score a film. Oh, okay. Now I'm going to become one of the most prolific com- film composers of all time. Uh hey, you know, I also want you to do music for this this music this this movie I'm doing with the you know, a skeleton and some whatever. Oh, okay. That's also going to become one of the most popular things. Everything he touches, man. It's like just Yeah. So, it's cool that she it's had so the good. opportunity to work with him and uh I liked hearing about the flaming
1: guitar. <laughs> it's just Yeah. And, and like we said in, in there, like, the video of Danny Elfman playing at Coachella, that's her on stage.
2: Yes, yeah, she's on like, stage. playing
1: right. in front of thousands of people for what I believe was his first time performing as a I solo artist believe, in, like, 15 years. Yeah, I
2: think you're right, actually. I think they made kind of a big deal out of it, so. And she's up there yeah, with him. the
1: video footage is, is insane. Like, I would have loved to have been there, but also I have no interest in going to Coachella.
2: It depends on who's there. I would go. If it was the right, if it's Danny Elfman, I'm going, you know, but please go check out also the two uh, new songs that just dropped. They're amazing. We were again, lucky enough to be sent uh, copies of them to watch before this. And we were just stoked by them. She's amazing. She's uh, a hell of a guitar player, man. There's a, there's a reason why she's been sponsored for like over a decade. Uh, oh yeah. Cause she's fucking prolific. I have this weird feeling that we talk a little bit about Ingve Malmsteen in the in the uh, interview, and for for musicians and guitarists, like to the to the layman, they may or may not know who Ingve Malmsteen is. But I think to like yeah. musicians, they all know who Ingve Malmsteen is. Oh yeah, I've known a number of guitarists uh, in my life, uh, quite a few, and more than one of them would tell you he is on the in their top five like greatest guitar players of all time. I have this weird feeling that some day down the road, you're going to ask someone like, "Who's like some of your top five, you know, guitar players?" And they're going to say, "Uh, Neely Broche." Uh, <laughs> I, I yeah. just have a feeling because she's fucking amazing. So, yeah.
1: And uh, Neely, we hope you're listening. Uh, we just said that. Just keep that in mind.
2: <laughs> we called it first.
1: <laughs> we called it.
2: Yeah, uh, I hope you are listening. I uh, hope everything's yeah. going
1: well, and uh,
2: hope to get to see you out on tour. Uh, yeah. Guys, if you get the chance to go out and see her, please do. We always tell everybody at home to uh, patronize all the people we talk about, all the musicians we talk about, the movies we talk about. Please check them out. Show them some yeah. love and support because they're why we do what we do. Them and you, you guys at home, you're why we do what we do. Obviously, please check out our YouTube channel, Matt. Get You think he gets frustrated here. He gets really frustrated over there. <laughs> but I don't have to be around for that
1: frustration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, Matt works hard on those videos. Uh, that's not to say we don't have a lot of fun, because we do.
1: Oh, no, they're a ton of fun. Yeah. It's just the uh, recording aspect gets kind of a difficult you mean every time edit. we try to do you it.
2: Mean ed- oh, well, I thought you meant the editing No, like setting it up. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Uh, we we want to get to a point. So one of the reasons we work on the video um, on that end is because we want to get to a point where occasionally we might be able to release um, – like video clips, video of some versions of, the, of some, of the other, at least some of the interviews we have, we have had a couple of the artists ask us, like, "Do you? Are we doing video?" And so far, we're just not really set up to do that in a way that we feel is smooth and would be easy for them. So that's why we haven't. Yeah. Yet. But it would be really cool. Other place we'd probably share some of that is through TikTok, and we do have a TikTok. Obviously, you heard our social media stuff earlier, but uh, if you could go over and check out all those social medias, that would be great. But the one I'll really push is, I know Facebook is dead. It's what they tell me. Uh, But we we do a lot over there. And there's a lot of interaction on the Facebook page. Um, And we get people sharing, you know, memes or concerts, uh, different events coming up, uh, just all kinds of cool stuff. So it's worth a a look-see. Obviously, Matt runs the Instagram, so you can check out the Instagram as well. That would be cool. I don't really. I'm not an Instagram guy, so I... Don't know what's going on.
1: And uh, if you were led here by the Instagram, uh, let me know because uh, I definitely shared the promo video for this to check that out. So just let me know. On Instagram. On Instagram. He did it. He did it.
2: Um, well, I think that's about it for this episode. We really appreciate everybody. We will be back with a regular episode. In fact, I believe our next episode we're going to be talking about '90s grunge music, which uh, was a fun episode to do. Uh, we've got more interviews coming up, including uh, well, just we'll just say maybe maybe Men Without Hats might be might be talked about here in an upcoming interview. Just saying, Could so be. might Could w- be. check that out as well. And that's it, guys. Uh, we love you. We appreciate you all. Please keep listening, and remember, until next time we have the opportunity to speak with you fine folks at home, to always
3: stay, stay awesome.
1: Off. That's why. That's why I. Yeah, yeah. That. And I, I, st- I still did it before <laughs> you did. <laughs> I'm